Hello, and welcome to the Messy Truth About Leading People podcast with Nikki Roth, Rhea Welsh, and Gavin Fensmith. This is where we explore the real world of leadership and leading. We call it the Messy Truth because it's all about the imperfections, complexities, and quirkiness of people who come in many different varieties. Hey, Nikki, how are you? I'm good, Gavin. How are you today? I'm pretty good. Yeah, not bad at all. So this week, we are going to have a, a chat about what? I'm going to talk about relationships, building relationships and connections. It's one of the three things that we talk about when we talk about effective leadership in the messy truth vein. And, you know, we're particularly interested today, I think, in leaders in this space and why building relationships becomes even more important the higher up you go. It's mm-hmm. always important. So I would say what we have to share today is applicable to all. And I think it would be useful for us today to focus in particular on being able to engage others and develop rapport with others from a more compassionate and open space versus a more critical judgmental uh, shut down space. I can just hear the whole world laughing when you say that. I know. <laughs> uh, with, with the, with the uh, political climate that we're all, I know, we're I all, know. We're all in at the moment. I love this because I personally have tried to do this myself and tried to work hard on this. And I think I've made progress and I think it's made me a much more effective at connecting with people. So I, I think it's a great topic. Yeah. Well, you know, that's interesting that you even start in that place, because I think even though we're going to talk about leaders and work, it's about being a human being with other yeah. human beings yeah. and how we are more effective. We become the person that we would prefer to be Yeah. when we are more open and more compassionate. Yeah. But it is hard to do that. It's really hard to do that. I mean, it is much easier being critical and judging other people in other situations. And I, and I, and we all do it all the time. I certainly do it, but I try and do it more quietly, um, less visibly. And I try and start from a different place. And I think not always do I succeed, but at least I try and start from the place of openness, having an open mind and a more compassionate mind. So for me, having an open mind is not closing the door, at least letting in whatever the other person, whoever the other person is or the idea is. So that's the openness part. The compassionate part is starting from a different place. And if I may just jump in here, the the way I have tried to do it, and I had a bit of an epiphany once, and I can't recall where I read it or what the situation was, but it was very clearly a statement that says, if you take the view that other people are trying to do their best, that to me enables you to start from a different place. So if everybody is trying to do their best, it's harder just to jump to judgment and criticism. You know, even politicians that you think are bleep, 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 swear, bleep, bleep, um, <laughs> even if you, even if you go start with, look, they don't know how to do this in any other way. Politicians is probably a very bad example because there are probably plenty of politicians who who do actually know different. But in an organization, the organizations that you and I have worked with, really, you know, strong organizations, the executive leaders, you're working in there, you take the view, look, this person is trying to do the best they can. Now, their output may be having a really negative effect on other people in the organization. But at least going into that interaction, thinking of them as trying to do their best, 
When I do it, it opens my mind to what is possible to talk about with that person. And it opens the range of topics. And it also enables, I think, me to control the reaction I have. And I think this, so I know you want to build on this. So for me, this is about not judging the other person, which is a reaction, but having a more compassionate approach by saying, okay, this person is trying to do the best they can. That modifies my reaction to them and enables me to have a different type of conversation with them. Okay, I won't probably still agree with most of what they're saying or most of what they're doing, but the interaction is going to be a much more meaningful connection. Right. As you were talking, I was thinking about teams. I mean, I think Mm. we see that kind of stuff in teams all the time. So somebody drops an idea in and maybe it's aggressive and maybe it's talking over somebody and maybe it's denigrating somebody's ideas. And it's so easy to jump to a negative judgment. You know, why the hell is that person doing it? That shitty behavior, blah, blah, blah. If you adopt what you're saying, if I say to myself at that point, while I'm watching that teammate do something I don't like, say, well, maybe they're having a bad day or they're doing the best they can. I will frequently say, I doubt that they're self-aware enough to even know that they're having such a negative impact. And so sometimes what I do in team situations, if I'm in that very open space, which honestly, you know, can be challenging to get there, is I will turn to that person and say, because I can remember one time, I turned to that person and I said, so you're clearly very agitated about this. Would you like to say more about it? Would you want to say something else? And it was bizarre, but the person stopped talking at that point. The whole team knew that the person was like off off the charts at that point. And I think everybody was just holding their breath, like, isn't somebody going to tell this guy to shut up? And instead, I just approached him with just an open-ended question. And he got very flustered, actually, because I think he was so spun out that, in fact, he truly did not know what he was up to at that point. And the conversation, you know, didn't necessarily go perfectly after that, but it stopped the negative stuff. And I think sometimes that's how to intervene. You know, like we achieve those negative critical judgments because we have watched somebody, we have interacted with somebody who has done something that we didn't like. Not so much that they had an idea that we disagree with, but their behavior was something we didn't like. And I think it becomes a challenge to have a compassionate perspective about that person Yes. in order to create a connection with them. Yeah. I mean, I want to give an example, if I sure. can, about one particular relationship that I had. So over a few years, you know, I had a really difficult working relationship with an individual. And, it, you know, it just got progressively worse. And I found myself... The easiest thing to do was to judge. Yeah. You know, this guy is has a negative influence on my mindset, a negative influence on my belief about what is possible here or levels of confidence or whatever it happens to be in, in that particular moment or, you know, disruptiveness or taking the credit when right. not you, um, all kinds of things over a period of years. And I, I found that if I was judging this person, inevitably it became a very passive aggressive kind of yeah you know r- relationship where i'd never be yeah. you know, 
true to myself and be able to return yes. what I thought. And not actually, happy with I, that person, not happy with yourself. Why am I in this working yeah, relationship? Exactly. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, when I got to the point of believing that this person was doing the best they can at any particular moment and didn't know how to do anything else, even though that may not be the case, and you know, m- maybe that this person is a bit more self-aware than I thought, but if at least I went into that and I started to have conversations with this person about the relationship, about the connection we had, and about giving him feedback about impact on me and on others, I found that to be a better way to making a connection with him mm-hmm. because I could con- control my reaction to him. I wasn't constantly in this negative vibe of, judging him and pushing this negative energy around. I, I was able to step out of that and just say, look, this, this guy's doing the best he can. Let's have a you know meaningful conversation about the particular you know task, issue, whatever it is, conflict, and move it on from there. I found myself being much more effective yeah. and more confident and more relaxed going into that because I didn't have all that negative energy. Yeah. That's the thing about negative energy. I mean, if we're letting it come into us, then it's likely that we're ruminating about it. So we're kind of marinating in the negativity. We're not letting go of it. It gets bigger and it becomes much harder to find the door out of it, right? And so sort of embedded in what you were saying, you kind of normalize this person is doing the best they can. I would say another approach is letting go of the negativity. I feel so strongly that we can sit around and have our own negative thoughts about ourselves and be self-critical. We can certainly have them about other people. But in the end, when I think about, is there anything productive in all of that negative energy? And I would tell you that, I don't know, I'll hold out, you know, there's 2% possibility that there's something positive that can come from it. But mostly it's a destructive force. And That's the opposite of building connections and relationship, right? So if we're feeling negative in our own being, I'm not behaving the way I want to be. I don't like the way that person's being. No good can come from that. So I've gotten to a place, one of my tricks is I somehow am able to separate out. I can say, look, I have a whole series of experiences with that person and nine out of 10 of those moments have not been good experiences. Therefore, I don't necessarily want to spend tons of time with this person, nor do I want to get too close to, I don't want to reveal much to this person, right? But well, that person's my boss, say for instance, you know, so what do I do instead? And I find this notion of letting go is helpful to me. Like, yep, I don't love this person. Okay. I don't have to, I work with this person. But the more that I try to either make it better or grind into what isn't working and then go to somebody and vent about how horrible that person is, the more I'm basically draining my own positive reserves to do my own good work. Because I, you know, I've got to go down the hall and chit chat with somebody and say, ah, that person was such an asshole today. Or I can get pretty self righteous in my. Indignatious. Indignation. Thank you. And just feel like I'm so far superior to that person. Yeah. And none of these are good outcomes, not in terms of how I feel about myself and not in terms of building the relationship. So 
Everybody shows up trying to do their best work, even if they have limitations or blind spots. Letting go of the negative energy that is a result of judgment, find your way to do that. And I think ultimately that leads to a level of acceptance and or compassion towards the other person. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, I have a really good story about this. Yeah, which um, so takes me back to a story where there's a guy, pretty senior leader who I was working with, operational leader, and he's telling me that he really, really hated his father. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this isn't a, an organizational context, but I think the, the story stands as an example. Really, really hated his father. The father was never there growing up, couldn't understand why, you know, relied on the mother the whole time. And it wasn't really until into his 30s that he was able to, and some kind of epiphany for him, he was able to let go. And I was talking to him about this. So what is it that enabled you to let go? And the very first thing he said was, well, I just sort of opened my mind to a new possibility because I was so exhausted of really deeply hating my father and that sort of negative energy that you talked about. So that was the first thing, but that, that was insufficient. For him, it was also about someone pointing out to him that all his success as an executive and with his own family, you know, it would not have happened had his father been somebody else. Mm-hmm. So while the father never contributed to any of that, this guy's reaction to the way you know he grew up right. had created the world and the life that this guy was living now. So I just thought it was a really smart way of turning a negative into a positive. Yeah. So first of all, opening his mind to possibility because of the negative energy was so great. I was just going to let go of all that. And then turning it into a positive so that he could accommodate and make a connection with his father rather than being in this, this spiral the whole time. So I just thought it was a great example of what you said. Yeah, that's, that's really good. So that's my 2% where negativity works then, okay? Because I think so many of us come from circumstances that were exceptionally challenging. And they can fuel us to achieve some pretty remarkable things. So whether it was an absent parent, poverty, discrimination, whatever these circumstances are that make you sad, make you angry, make you fight for everything that you achieve, that's the positive fuel of the anger and the disappointment. Mm. And then at some point in adulthood, you need to relieve yourself from all of that negative energy. Once you realize that you've achieved so much, otherwise it continues to oppress you. Yes, absolutely right. And so that's why I say, you know, all all emotions are useful. You just have to be as aware as this person was. So in summary, as we think about executive leadership, particularly, so we're talking here about when trying to make a connection with someone, instead of being judgmental, going in with a bit more openness and a bit more compassion about their situation. So why this is important for executive leaders, particularly organizational leaders. So some thoughts around that. One I had was, I mean, there's a kind of very practical transactional one, which is you never really know where the best idea for solving a problem is going to come from. Right. So, you know, writing off somebody just, yep. you know, by judging them may, may not be the best thing to do as an executive leader. Yep. Really Anything good. else for you comes to mind? Yeah, I think if you've written off people, what happens is you have your favorite go-tos. And that is not a good look for a leader because that screams favoritism. Yeah. 
And unless yeah. you're built, trying to establish productive enough relationships with everybody, it will look unfair to the staff. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I guess there's another one which is a bit more abstract, but I've always found in organizations, the leaders that have more followers are the leaders who are approachable. Yes. Who are, you know, human and approachable. So if you go around judging people all the time without, you know, without being that open-minded and at least starting from a compassionate place, it's much harder to be approachable, I think. Yes. And I think that approachable thing is important because if you don't do some of these things that we've been talking about, then you get the flip side of that, which is avoidance. And if you get isolated as a leader, because everybody's avoiding you because their interaction with you is going to be so unsatisfactory, Mm. and then you won't have followers, and then you won't have a proper business at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Magnified even worse. Yeah. Great. Yep. Thank you. That was cool. Thanks for the conversation. Likewise. So, yeah, we'll talk more about making meaningful connections, which is one of our three messy truth leadership skills. But I think, and in fact, we've already talked on a previous episode about ego, which falls into this category for us about making meaningful connections. But here's another one about reducing judgment and trying to increase openness and compassion. But we'll talk more about meaningful connections on other episodes. Great. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye.